Hello and welcome to the Alignment Unleashed podcast. I am your host, Samara Lane, and thank you for your patience. We skipped last week. We didn't do an episode last week because I pretty much lost my voice. (laughs) As you can tell, or if you can tell, I'm getting over a cold. So um, here we are back again, yay, and a commitment I made when I started this podcast was I'm never going to like freak out or worry or stress if, well, I'm not really available for that in any part of my life, right? But I'm not going to stress if I have to miss a week once in a while for a true extenuating circumstance. So thank you, all my patient listeners. You are fabulous. I am just so honored to be here with you sharing this space and time. And today I want to talk about how to trust and love yourself. So something when we're talking about anxiety, being a highly sensitive person, an intuitive empath, a deep thinker or feeler, uh, a recovering um, anxious overthinker, really this all comes down to self-trust and self-love. And yes, we can talk about other components around this, but like at the core, this is like self-compassion, love, they heal everything. So, and something I hear a lot from my clients and um, just people in my different communities and audiences, people I work with, all of it, is how do I trust myself? How can I really like stop second guessing, stop beating myself up, stop comparing myself, stop putting other people's opinions above my own, um, uh, stop sitting on the fence all the time, struggling to make life decisions because I'm worried about choosing wrong. Um, Stop all the overthinking and ruminating. Like, I just want to trust myself and feel at ease. And really, the short and sweet answer to this that we'll start with is if you want to unconditionally trust yourself, we first need to start with learning and remembering how to unconditionally love ourselves. So they really are one and the same. They're inseparable in that way. I'm sure, yeah, technically differences, but for the the sake of this, like they really are inseparable. We need them both. Um, Because how much do you trust someone who does unloving things to you or says unloving things to you all the time, right? Like they're so um, enmeshed in a good way. So (laughs) I want to give you today four steps, four ways to really practice embodying, trusting, and loving yourself. These are, um, uh, yes, there are some practical tip pieces to this. And it's also like just a huge paradigm shift. It's like a mindset um, perspective shift that I'm going to invite you to open yourself up to today. All right. So let's do this. And as we're listening, my, um, I'm just going to invite you to like, if it's safe to do so, jot down like one thing from today that you're taking away or wait till the end or, and do it later if you're driving or something. Okay. So number one, stop giving power to the times when you quote messed up. Stop giving time, stop giving power to all the times when you supposedly messed up or made a mistake or did something quote wrong. For instance, here's a practical thing you can do. Write out a list of some of the times in your life when you weren't sure if things would turn out okay. And in the end, they totally did. (laughs) We've all had those, right? Oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to pay rent this month. Oh, okay. I still have a roof over my head. Cool. And we don't even give credit (laughs) to like, oh, everything did work out. 
we just are like, oh, I hope I never feel that afraid again, right? So what evidence can you find that you actually can trust yourself to navigate difficult situations and make choices, even big ones? What evidence can you find that you can trust yourself and make choices? What evidence can you find that you can trust in life to have your back? It's not even all on your shoulders. Where focus goes, energy flows, right? So we can find evidence for anything. So I'm inviting you to stop dwelling on the handful of times when you made a mistake or life gave you some unexpected curveball that scared you. And I want you in this moment to give yourself heaps and loads of credit for all the times when you actually succeeded or made it through something hard. Like seriously, look at how far you've come. This is amazing. And so I invite you to, if this calls to you, if this is the one takeaway you want to have from today, do do it as a little writing exercise because that is going to integrate it so much more deeply for you. That implementation of like, hmm, what are some times when I thought things wouldn't work out and they did and oh, okay, how did it actually work out? Okay, where's, how can I use this as evidence in the future that things are working out for me and I can trust? And really it also comes back to there are no right or wrong choices. So like, it's not even, we're not even necessarily, it's not like, oh, I will choose wrong. It's not like someone will come down from the sky and be like, nope, F, you failed your exam, you chose wrong, right? Like, that's not why, (laughs) that's not like the fear. The fear is actually that if we, the deeper fear, whether we're conscious of it or not, I used to be totally unconscious of this. The deeper fear is that if we choose wrong or make a mistake, that, or basically, if things don't turn out the way we hoped they would, that it means something about us, our worth, it means something about who we are, or we're afraid that we know, so we're afraid of how we're going to treat ourselves because we know we're going to beat ourselves up. We're going to uh, harp on ourselves and like make it mean something terrible about ourselves and just like beat ourselves over the head with it. It's almost like an abusive relationship with ourselves. So we don't want to get down on ourselves for getting down on ourselves, but... (laughs) right? Like that's a deeper thing is it's how will I feel and what are all the terrible thoughts or beliefs or feelings? And I don't want to feel all of that if something bad happens. Cause really you can do anything. You can cope with anything. Life can't give you anything that you can't handle. That's just not how this thing works. It's the negative judgment and meaning making that makes us feel so miserable. All right, so big distinction there. Number two, how to trust and love yourself. Forgive yourself. You are human. You're not perfect. You never need to be. You were never meant to be. Like as a young adult, I abused myself, literally, and let others abuse me with all types of terrible, I'm I'm not even gonna say terrible because that's a judgment, all types of um, self-destructive behavior that was hurtful and harmful. I hurt other people too. And I made choices from a place of self-loathing, self-loathing and pain and fear. And this created all kinds of nasty situations in my life that I later then looked back on. Even in like my adulthood, I would look back on that as evidence that I sucked and wasn't good enough. I would still beat myself up for it like 10 years later, even though it's done, it's over. Like hopefully everyone has moved on in some way we all have, right? As evidence, I used it as evidence that I made poor choices and couldn't trust myself or I wasn't good enough. 
And then my inner critic then used it as fuel to keep beating myself up. And even though it felt true or believable or real in my mind, it was just thoughts. It was just self-talk. Thoughts are just thoughts. Beliefs are just beliefs. Feelings are just feelings. It's not reality. It's just like they're valid. It's okay that you're feeling the way you're feeling. And it doesn't mean it's true. The mind doesn't report facts and tell truths. It actually reports, it like shows you a negative distortion of reality or it filters the reality through whatever like belief system is predominantly there for you. Whatever belief system you've been making most of your life, a lot of it unconsciously, right? A lot of it negative or lack or fear-based. And this self-talk wasn't helpful. It was making me miserable and not taking me anywhere that I wanted to go. So I started choosing self-compassion. This is where we come back to forgive yourself. I started asking myself regularly, what would love do? What would love do? What would compassion say? What would compassion say to me or someone in this situation right now? What would love do? And I started normalizing these mistakes for myself normalizing it. Like we've all done some shit that we're not proud of. It doesn't define me. Just more proof that I'm human. I forgive myself for being human. It's okay to be me. It's okay to be exactly however I am in this moment. Always. It's safe to be me. I am always enough. I'm already enough and nothing can ever change that. And I gave myself empathy and validation, which are a big part of self-compassion. Like, of course I hurt others and myself. I was in a lot of pain. I had no tools. I was doing the best I knew how with what was available to me at the time. There's no shame in that. We just pick up and use whatever tools we have, whatever tools we mod- whatever was modeled for us or we learned from others in our life. So if I'm beating myself up, it's because other people have also beat themselves up, themselves up and I learned to do that doesn't mean it's helpful, doesn't mean anything, anyone is wrong or needs to feel ashamed, right? And I looked at how actually this was a good thing instead of a bad thing. Like my past was a good thing instead of a bad thing. My trials and tribulations have been helpful. It made me who I am today. I am not that pain and suffering. I don't have to identify with it. I strongly recommend not identifying with it. And I don't have to... um like, uh, condone anyone who hurt me. Right. But I am stronger because of it. I know myself much more deeply. I am more self-aware and compassionate. It taught me compassion. It taught me just being raw, letting myself be raw and messy and human and perfect and imperfect. It makes me actually also more relatable to others. We've all gone through some pain. We've all felt some sort of way at some point in our lives, right? Makes us more relatable. Now I can share my stories and connect with others and help make the world a better place. Yay. Those things helped serve me. The biggest myth that our mind tells us is that things are one are good or bad. It's the judger, right? It's the inner critic and like the or the judger within us. And so really like <laughs> if we want 
instant enlightenment. Number one, don't believe a word you think. Don't believe anything you think. Just recognize they're all thoughts and perceptions. And two, know and trust and practice remembering over and over again the simple truth that literally everything that happens in life is for your benefit long term. It's all an experience. And on a spiritual level, that's literally what we're here to do is have experiences. And even if something was deeply, excruciatingly painful or still is, yes, that pain, that feeling is valid. Yes, you are feeling that way and it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to feel that way. And think of the depth of feeling and emotion and experience and tenderness and even love or open hearted, like that deep heart space that gets, that we connect to when we've gone through intense grief or pain or loss or shame or fear or upset or agony or even hopelessness. Like what if actually none of this was bad? None of this was wrong. It was all just experiences and you're so safe to have whatever experience you're having. It's not about pushing anything away or doing a spiritual bypass. It's just then coming back to the truth and remembering everything is always working out for you. And everything that happens and could ever possibly happen is for the highest good of all, period. What if that was really true? Wow, that'd be a big paradigm shift, right? Big paradigm shifts for the judging mind that thinks that everything is either good or bad, black and white, right or wrong. Something to think about, something to feel into for yourself. Okay, number three on how to trust and love yourself. Stop shooting on yourself. Stop shooting on yourself. No, Start noticing moments when you feel pressure or start thinking of all the shoulds or musts or have tos. Like, I got to do it this way. Oh, I should do this. I have to do that. Says who? Where's the big rule book on life that our mind keeps referring to? <laughs> it doesn't exist. Who's to say what's right or wrong? Who's to say that your heart's desires aren't actually the perfect thing to follow? Like if it feels fun or light or easy, just do that. If it feels fun or light or inspiring, follow that. And if you don't know what feels fun or light or inspiring yet, just think of what's in this moment, what's like the literal, like the simplest next step that would feel fun or light or inspiring. You don't got to know the whole staircase. Just take the next step. A great question to ask yourself when you notice your fearful mind is second guessing is, if I knew that my success was totally guaranteed, failure was impossible, I would be guaranteed to succeed and I would be completely safe and have a great time no matter what, what would I now do? You'll hear me ask this over and over and over. It's like the magical question. And if you're asking like a big life question and you, the answer isn't clear yet, that's okay. It'll come. Stop looking for the answer. Just let it be and just take the next step. We forget that we hold all the permission slips, not anyone else or anything else outside of ourselves. So give yourself permission to just be. Stop shitting on yourself. You do you. Trust that. And number four, how to trust and love ourselves. Number four, step four, take risks. 
take the risks, do it. You are so safe to take risks and experiment and try new things and fall down and get back up and make choices and just freaking go for it. You're so safe to do that. That's literally what life is for. So why not? That's literally how we learn and master and become our happiest, best, most peaceful selves. So go do that. When we avoid anything remotely risky or uncertain, we avoid it. We're really telling ourselves and our inner child or our wounded self, like we're telling ourselves, I don't trust you. Yeah, don't do that. Something bad might happen. I don't trust you. I don't trust you. And we're living from fear and not love. When we instead practice taking safe, loving risks, like maybe some calculated risks, like I'm not saying jump off a building without a parachute, right? But like safe, loving risks, like ordering the first menu item for dinner that speaks to you instead of hemming and hawing forever as if there's a right or wrong choice. Just freaking order it. Or taking forever to pick out your clothes. I don't know what to wear. Like just go with it. Riding a roller coaster in a reputable theme park <laughs> instead of talking ourselves out of it or not even considering it. No, oh, that's too scary. Ah. Right? Uh, going in like other risks could be going all in on our big dream or starting our own business, which I love talking about because I'm so passionate about it and it's changed my life. Instead of dabbling or staying in decision mode forever or playing it safe, not really putting ourselves out there, only doing the things we're totally comfortable with, I don't know, right? I say that with all the compassion and love in the world because that was me. (laughs) That was me for sure. For years, that was me. But it just means going all in. If I was going all in and I knew that I couldn't fail and success is guaranteed and I was just showing up for myself and just freaking believing in it, knowing that things don't happen, I won't feel the belief when the thing happens. The thing happens when I start to feel the belief. That's the difference, right? Is turning it around. The more we believe and just go for it and putting action behind our dreams and our desires is us believing. It's us practicing belief on a physical level, which is so freaking powerful in this very dense physical three-dimensional realm. That's what creates the results. That's how our dreams come true, right? It starts with believing it before you see it. Getting married or having kids. This was a big one that freaked me out. Both of them. Getting married, having kids. Choosing a partner, deciding whether to have kids and how many kids. I used to hem and haw over that. Just doing it instead of waiting for the certainty or the control that will never actually come because they don't exist. (laughs) They don't. When we do anything like that, take safe, loving risks, we teach ourselves that it's okay to trust. We teach ourselves that it's okay to trust to trust. Yes, you are safe to make big life choices and just freaking choose something and go for it. That is a safe risk. Just choose. You're living your life. When we're sitting on the fence, we're not even living. So just go do something. That's when we start really living. I take loving risks every day because in my business, in my relationship, in my relationship with myself, in my, with my body, with our house, like with anything every day, because I'm not available for playing small or selling myself short. Insert YOLO here. <laughs> you only live once. Woo. But literally, really, like start small. Make this doable. Baby steps. Trust yourself to just say what's in your heart. Or to be vulnerable. Or self-soothe instead of seek reassurance. Or say no instead of people pleasing. 
or ask for what you need instead of saying nothing because you don't want to be a burden, right? Like whatever, act on a whim when it lights you up and inspires you. Do the things. These are just some examples. What would it be for you? Do that. You are so safe. Life is just for fun. (laughs) So go play it. So go play it. Those are my four steps for you today. A lot to let simmer. This was a good juicy one. I invite you to, as your takeaway today, just get curious about if you were, if you were going to take away one next step from today, baby step, what would it be? Maybe it's just doing a little journaling or free writing around what we just talked about or talking, like sharing these ideas that you just got out loud with someone else. Maybe it's, ooh, I know a step I could take. I'm going to just do that. Put it on the calendar, make it real, make it happen. Maybe it's just to be and allow these words to sink in and set the intention that it's all unfolding perfectly and beautifully for you. What's your one takeaway? What's your one next step? Note that now. Take it with you. Till next time. Thank you for tuning in to Alignment Unleashed. Mwah.